Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG and boy howdy do we have a show for you today. Uh, joining us to this, I never do this right, it's this way, nope, nope, it's this way. Anyway, uh, on my left is Dan Musser. Hi Dan, how you doing? Doing great, thanks for having me Blake. Yeah, so Dan, you uh, you did some work on a little set called Modern Horizons 2. Can you tell me and uh, the audience at home what what your role was? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I was a designer on pretty much every part of the design process for Modern Horizons 2. Um, the sets start in a process called vision design where we're laying a lot of the groundwork. I was on that team followed by set design where many of the cards get created followed by um, what some people know as FFL or final design, um, where we really set the cards through their paces, play a bunch of games and, you know, fine tune the numbers and stuff. Yeah. So Dan's going to tell us some, some stories behind some cards, some stories behind design. And we have an even dozen cards to show off today. I'm not kidding. We're doing it right. 12 cards. We're going to show off 12 cards today. You look at the bottom, we've got, uh, Previews. So the MH2 preview section will be all the uh, new cards that we're showing off today. Reprints will be some reprints in the set that we are also showing off today. And then if we have time, we'll do a little Q&A at the end, but hold your questions. We're not going to be watching chat that closely just yet. But once we get to the Q&A section, if we have time, uh, we'll put Dan through the paces and, and see what he's got to say about things. Uh, but before we get to all of that, we've got a little bit of news to go over. So a couple things happened this week, yesterday and today specifically. First up, uh, if you haven't heard the news, Thassa's Oracle has gone away in historic, fan in historic, Thassa's Oracle. Goodbye, Merfolk Wizard. Yeah, no more to say about that. It's gone. We're okay with that. Uh, and then this morning, uh, if you're a fan of D&D, you may have seen a video all about Dritzt. And in that video, they were kind enough to show off three cards from the upcoming Adventures in the Forgotten Realm set coming out uh, later this summer. We showed off three cards. There's a little Spider Queen, a Planeswalker uh, for three and two black. Whenever a creature you control dies, put a loyalty counter on little spider queen for zero you draw a card and you lose one life minus three loyalty create two two one black spider creature tokens with menace and reach and then minus eight you get an emblem with whenever an opponent is dealt combat damage by one or more creatures you control if that player lost less than eight life this turn they lose life equal to the difference it's a lot of words there uh next up bruner battlehammer is two and a red and a white for a legendary creature dwarf warrior each creature you control gets plus two plus zero for each equipment attached to it and you may pay zero rather than pay the equip cost of the first equip ability you activate each turn it's five three uh bruner is also one of the along with dritz one of the four playable characters in the upcoming dark realms or eh, dark alliance game uh getting in my DD world set up uh, mixed up. And then, of course, Dritzt has a uh, 3-3 legendary creature, Elf Ranger, for three, a green, and a white. Double strike. When Dritzt enters the battlefield, create a equally unpronounceable cat, a legendary 4-1 green cat creature token with trample. Whatever creature dies, if it had power and toughness greater than Dritzt's power, put a number of plus one, plus one counters on Dritzt equal to the difference. Again, these are all coming in Adventures in the Forgotten Realm. These are not our previews today. These don't count among the 12. But if you hadn't seen them already, figured we'd show them off because they're pretty cool and they came out today. So, Dan, let's talk Modern Horizons 2. Yeah, um, I was really excited to hear you pronounce the name of the, the cat, though. I was, I was looking yeah, forward to that's, that. So, <laughs> I'm very D&D adjacent. I've never actually played D&D. &D. Uh, little confession here. I, I need to, but I, I don't know how to pronounce yeah, yeah, I, I think we just called it. the cat Gwen in, in testing. Yeah, that make that makes sense. Um, speaking of testing, uh, let's let's start with uh, you saw this character if you watched the loading screen for this stream. If you've seen the box, uh, so the first card we're going to show, we're just going to jump right into these cards. Uh, Deca, gosh, talk about mispronouncing things. 
taking Shadow Slayer. So let's throw him up on the screen. There are three versions of Dagon. For a white, a blue, and a black, a zero loyalty legendary planeswalker enters the battlefield with a number of loyalty counters on him equal to the number of lands you control. Plus one, surveil two, minus three, exile target creature. Minus six, you may put an artifact card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield. And of course, you see there, there's the extended art uh, or borderless version of Planeswalker and a sketch version, uh, which is one of the cool things we're doing with Modern Horizons 2. Uh, so Dan, tell us a little bit about where this card came from. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we learned a lot from Modern Horizons 1. One of the really cool things we can do with the Horizon set is just kind of go places that other magic sets can't really go, um, whether it be mm -hmm. in a time that doesn't exist anymore or, you know, just a bunch of different cool areas from magic's past. Um, Dacon, why don't you call it Dacon? Like Bacon? Bacon? Bacon Shadow Slayer? Dacon, I don't know. Dacon, I think we call it. Dacon. Yeah. Yeah. Call back to, uh, I believe it's, legends original legends um it is was an esper creature probably cost five and it keyed off the number of lands you had in play that's how big it was mm -hmm. power and toughness um we made a little bit of an exception here that's not really something esper colors care about anymore it's more of a green <laughs> thing but it was such a flavorful callback that we really wanted to um make that happen here so we got some buy off from the the color pie to to get the loyalty counting the uh, number of lands which we thought was really really cool that's kind of where the card mm -hmm. started we didn't really really know what else the original dakon didn't really do much else um but you know throughout the story dakon became a planeswalker um we never really got to show that in a card form there wasn't really an opportunity so uh another cool thing is we had you know recently i guess I'm not going to claim to be, you know, all the ins and outs of the art world. Um, but Richard Kane Ferguson, I think, also did the original Dacon. Um, he did. So having yep. him back to do this was, you know, monumental, awesome. Uh, that art yeah. style is really, really cool. And makes a lot of sense in a Horizons set where maybe um, other sets, it's not as, it's not going to, you know, uh, go as well with the rest of the art pieces. Um, yeah. And this as far is as the not abilities, actually the last. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I, I was just gonna, I was just going to say it's it's not the last Richard Kane Ferguson piece we're going to be showing off today, even. Ooh, more more mm -hmm. exciting tidbits more, of information. More RKF. Yeah. Okay. So the the abilities. Go on about the abilities. Yeah. Yeah. So like Dakin has a sword. Dakin cares kind of about like equipment slash artifacts. Um, there wasn't a huge equipment sub theme in the set, so we just kind of let that last ability um, work on artifacts. The uh, the, the common scheme of like a va you know a value option a you know possibly defend me option and then sort of like an ultimate uh, we wanted to preserve here so mm -hmm. while surveilling isn't drawing you any cards you know how, however you construct your deck you're going to add some loyalty and um, get definitely get some filtering uh, it works really well with the minus six here and whatever else you build your deck to do uh, the minus three there's a funny story behind that one um, <laughs> We just wanted a removal option, uh, fairly you know, strong for modern removal option. Uh, the name we knew the whole time, like names kind of change a lot in the process, but Dakon's name just kind of made sense at the time, Shadow Slayer. Um, mm -hmm. And we, we almost put the line on there, exile target creature without shadow, but that didn't make a lot of sense. And it was also <laughs> kind of just weird, uh, but shadow being a magic mechanic, we, we tried to fit it in there. It just, it just made the card mm -hmm. weirder than we wanted. Um, yeah. yeah, and the the minus six, we played around with just equipment, but that was too narrow, even though it was more flavorful for, for that end. So we went with the full artifact. Hey, reanimate or show and tell, uh, I guess, an artifact into play. Very cool. Um, and I Very saw cool. some questions in chat on is surveil back, blah, blah, blah. So I, I want to talk in a second about mechanics in modern horizons too because that's that's not the only returning mechanic but uh, a great way to set that up is our next preview card so why don't we go into this and take a look at timeless dragon which gets me right in the feels as someone who played with eternal dragon back in the day but timeless dragon is a three white white creature dragon with flying it's a five five it has plane cycling which uh, lets you pay two to discard and search your library for a planes card, notably a planes, not a basic planes. Uh, so it can get dual lands. Uh, and then it has eternalize. 
So for two and two white, you can exile this card from your graveyard to create a copy, except it's a 4-4 black zombie dragon with no mana cost. Internalize as a sorcery. Uh, so yeah, this, and, and of course here you see the extended art version, you see the old border, um, really cool callback to Eternal Dragon. But also again, it's got the ability plane cycling. It's got Eternalize. We just saw Surveil. So Dan, what's going on with mechanics in this set? So mechanically, the set doesn't really care where mechanics are coming from um, as long as, yeah, they just kind of make sense on the card we're making. Uh, one of the really mm -hmm. cool things that Horizon Sets lets us do is sort of mash up different keywords that never existed in the same block or set together. Uh, and you see that here with sort of the plane cycling and the eternalize. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. so, so plane cycling lets you put the thing in the graveyard and eternalize lets you do something uh, as a reward for having put that creature into the graveyard. Uh, I, this is a, a, a top-down nostalgic uh, callback to what you, you know, Eternal Dragon, the seven mana mm -hmm. Scourge rare. And there wasn't a lot, like this card just kind of made itself pretty much other than maybe the numbers on the cards a little bit. We know mm -hmm. we were gonna have plane cycling, it was gonna be a white dragon, it was gonna fly, it was probably gonna be a five five. Uh, and then the Eternalize, clearly Eternalize wasn't a mechanic back in Scourge, uh, but the mm -hmm. card, <laughs> We 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 chose that ability because the original card's named Eternal Dragon. Uh, so the name yeah. of this card for a long, long time was Eternalized Dragon. Ooh. <laughs> but, I, I would have been just as happy with that. I, the name, yeah, the yeah, name is not, good, but that's it. Yeah. We put a lot of yep. names in during you know many parts of the process, and they're, mm -hmm. they're funny and resonant with whatever it is. But we have a yeah. you know awesome creative team that handles that at the end. Okay, so should we expect to see a lot of this kind of mix and matching of abilities in the set? Yeah, it's one of the coolest things to, uh, that the Horizon sets lets us do. You know, how do abilities from 20 years ago work with abilities from five years ago or whatever the mm -hmm. time frame may be? Uh, that's a lot of unexplored space that sets just can't normally, uh, you know, play around with and freedom here mm -hmm. lets us do that. Yeah, makes sense. Um, all right, let's move on to the next card. So I think one of the cool things about these horizon sets too is they they can vary because they're targeting modern and a lot of archetypes are known they can very specifically target certain archetypes that aren't tier one and maybe even aren't tier two and are, are kind of on the low end and give them a little something extra and i think this one falls into that category so let's take a look at rishadden dockhand this is a single blue mana for a creature merfolk it's a one two as island walk it has one tap target land. Pretty simple looking card, but this is a callback to a very, very powerful card. And of course it says Merfolk costs one mana, which is sort of a gap in Merfolk's um, uh, repertoire, I guess. Uh, yeah, so Dan, what's the story behind the dock hand here? Yeah, this card was actually created all the way back in Vision Design, which is the earliest part of design, where we're just kind of throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks, uh, what sounds cool, what can we execute on, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of a lot of the mashups and, and sort of like callbacks and maybe a little bit more lighthearted cards come from that exploration. Uh, but this one was always one mana. I think it started as a 1-1 one, one and just had the tap ability. Um, mm -hmm. Clearly, Tap Target Land and Rashad and Poor are, what would we say, contentious magic card slash abilities. <laughs> People don't like their lands yeah. messed with very much. Uh, but that's not to say everybody doesn't like doing that kind of thing. Uh, so this is a pretty aggressive, what we say, rate on this card. One mana, one to activate. It's not, you know, it's not the smallest creature. One, two, could have been a one, one. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we tested it. We put it in a bunch of Merfolk decks. We put it in some Lockdown decks. It is... Without having legacy's tools of like, you know, Stifle and Wasteland and that kind of stuff, it didn't have a lot of extra, you know, support around it to really, mm -hmm. I don't know, move us in the direction of, oh my gosh, this is too much. Uh, it's definitely an interesting inclusion and really cool callback and hopefully, um, yeah, add some texture to the modern Merfolk deck. They already make things islands. Maybe if this is out, you can tap down to things that's not an island and, uh, and start getting in with your other Merfolky friends. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you who were paying attention to Mark Rosewater's teasers for Modern Horizons 2, one of the things he teased was a legendary creature, Merfolk God. 
So that is not the mer last Merfolk that you're going to see. We are not previewing that card today, um, but exists. Exists. Um, next up, we are going to look at a very powerful card that is one card of a cycle. Uh, so let's put Grief up on the screen. So Grief is a 3-2 uh, two for 2 and 2 black. It is a creature, Elemental Incarnation. It has Menace. When Grief enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. Um, but then here's here's the real powerful card. Evoke, or powerful card. Evoke, exile a black card from your hand. So this can be free to evoke. Dan, tell us about Grief. Yeah, like you said, this is uh, the part of a five card cycle. They are mythic elementals, um, all of which are going to have this evoke, exile a card of the color, and you get to cast it. Then it will get sacrificed mm -hmm. um, if since you pay the evoke cost instead of its normal cost. But yeah, this one, uh, modern is, you know, fast. It's got a lot of threats. Uh, it is nice to have certain cards that answer those things. And since Modern is so fast, sometimes, we wanted players to have the option to be able to do that without you know, necessarily spending mana. A whole card is quite a cost, but uh, in a pinch, you can play this on turn one or two and nab you know, whatever thing you can't handle otherwise. Uh, initially, I think for a long time, we had this card as uh, sort of a unmoored ego, uh, cranial extraction type variant. Uh, mm -hmm. But in testing, we found that that was just doing a bit too much. Um, you know, in Modern Horizons 1, we made the card Ephemerate, for example. There's many other effects like that that just, like, blink a thing. Mm -hmm. And you could play this on turn one with your land open, put it into play, put the Evoke trigger on the stack, blink it, double cranial them. They have no threats left Jeez. in their deck. Oh, super sad. So, yeah, that was a bit much. Um, <laughs> I think another interesting knob... Uh, Ooh, what's a, what's a knob? A knob is a, a dial we can turn on a card to adjust its power. So casting costs, you know, power, toughness, keywords. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, this used to be a little bit, I think, smaller, like a three drop, and it was just coming out like just a bit too fast. So I think we liked it where it ended up. It's, you know, thought seizing people. You don't lose life. And strong as a four mana play, strong as a zero mana play. Yeah, this, this is uh, doing a lot of work for us. Yeah, and and you'll note actually, Sean. Let's put that back up on the screen. So um, it, you, we can note that this actually has the borderless treatment rather than the extended border treatment. So there are a selection of cards uh, from this set that get this special full art treatment. So this is um, similar to what we've done and some sets in the past where we we pick out some cards that are just really cool, give them some alternate art, give them the full frame. Um, so yeah, that's, that is a, another cool variant. Those, those versions can come in, um, in all boosters. All right. Next up. Um, all right, let's, let's move on to, let's, let's stick in black and let's look at some more Richard Kane Ferguson art because why wouldn't we want to, uh, next up we have profane tutor. Profane tutor has no casting costs. Uh, it is a sorcery, a suspend two for one and a black. Search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, and then shuffle um, that that old the the retro frame with Richard Kane Ferguson art. Just it makes me feel all of the feelings, um, which is exactly what it's trying to do. But yeah, Dan, tell us tell us about the creation of this card. Yeah, I think you're trying to say it looks... Oh, I like that that's the one we choose to make bigger. Uh, yeah, it definitely yeah. looks amazing. It brings me back to my early days, uh, arcane denials and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Profane oh, yeah. Tutor, a very clear callback to Demonic Tutor. and mm -hmm. But no mana cost, the, the kind of... You know, there's a cycle of these with uh, Ancestral Vision and Restore Balance and all that kind of stuff that sometimes do stuff in Modern. Uh, we wanted to revisit that a little bit. Uh, modern... You know, we're, we're not going to put suspend probably or zero mana, you know, actual no mana cards in any standard set. You know, who, who knows what we'll do in standard. <laughs> but, you know, this this is a thing that Modern likes. And uh, 
There's not a super strong uh, tutor effect in, in Modern. This is another uh, five card cycle. I, I can't remember if you said that, but um, there's gonna be one of each of these for uh, all the colors. Uh, is there a bonus six card in the cycle? I'll just say there's a bonus six card in the cycle. Who knows where that one lives in the set? <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, not much to say. We we played around with the, the the ability on the card. Never never once changed. The it was demonic tutor the whole time, and mm -hmm. uh, clearly there's no mana cost to mess around with. But uh, we did mess around with the suspend number and the suspend cost. I think numbers ranging from one to four uh, entered both of those. Uh, well, I think one and two on the cost and one to four on the suspend number. Mm -hmm. It's hard to exactly say, but yeah, there's not much we we. Uh, could mess around with them if we wanted to make this card in terms of changing stuff and yeah, yeah i think i think we end up in a good spot on turn two you can suspend this find your combo piece on turn four and you know you got all your mana to abuse your opponent hopefully defend yourself Oof. cast your sweet spell cast dak on the card you know find him <laughs> definitely definitely powerful uh we're gonna we're gonna take a break from previewing cards because uh some some random named uh ff freak mtg just jumped into chat uh he said he's having a blast watching and he's nervous about how much he can and cannot talk to you uh so that's for those who don't know that's brad nelson um dan why don't we take a, a pause and talk a little bit about uh bringing people in and, and how you guys tested this set yeah, yeah. So the the final part of design, whether you call it FFL or final design or development, um, is where we get to build a lot of decks, play a lot of uh, magic, and you know fine tune the cards. So for this set, we um, brought in a few outside voices, uh, outside minds, mm -hmm. to help us out. Uh, so the the final team we had testing uh, uh, the decks, building the decks, testing the cards, giving feedback, and you know making changes, iterating, was myself. Michael Majors, uh, Zach Elsick. So those are those people that were in the building at the time, uh, Wizards employees. And then we also brought in mm -hmm. uh, Sam Black, Brad Nelson, and Brian Bronduin to help us out, yeah. build decks, and uh, yeah, give feedback on cards yeah. and change cards. Yeah. And uh, Sam and Brad are actually going to be joining us on Weekly MTG in two weeks once the set is uh, fully revealed to talk about their experience tell some stories behind some of the cards. So uh, look to hear more from them. Uh, they're very excited about the set. They both have a couple preview cards. So uh, yeah, really, really cool that we had them involved in this. All right, let's get back to previewing cards. We're not even halfway through. We're almost halfway through. We're not halfway through yet. Uh, next up is a card called Unmarked Grave. That is clearly a new take on an old card. Uh, for one in a black, it's a sorcery. Search your library for a non-legendary card. Put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle. Dan, what is this card? This, yeah, this is this looks pretty strange without some other stuff that may or may not be in the set. Uh, so two mana, put something in your graveyard from your deck. Can't be a legend. Uh, call back to Entomb. Uh, from oh gosh, I'm gonna forget Odyssey maybe, um, but uh, yeah, that was yeah, the one so. man instant that found anything. Uh, this is clearly a bit weaker than that, but we wanted it to be in modern, and Entomb probably does some pretty nasty stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. The black, just as a couple other anecdotes, the black-white limited theme in the set is based on Reanimator, uh, so this is a pretty good thing to put. You know, whatever giant monster you find in your uh, draft into the graveyard and then reanimate it. But also we wanted to give some support to reanimator in modern, but not just like have you find, you know, Grizzle Brand every time and that's like the thing you get kind of no matter what. Yep. So the non-legendary hopefully opens up the window for, you know, Terastodon, Sire of Insanity, any other giant cool monster we put in the set. Um, and yeah, this works with like the Dacon we saw earlier. If you want to find a big artifact, put it in your graveyard, then cast the Dacon. That'll work pretty well for you. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it's worth saying stay tuned for some more support around this kind of thing. Uh, hopefully it props up some cool new modern archetypes. And um, modern's pretty good at dealing with uh, castable things that target things in a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you mentioned one of the black-white um, archetypes in Limited. What are some of the other archetypes in Modern Horizons 2 Limited? 
Yeah, so I don't know if I can like really say, I don't really remember what card's coming up next, but I could probably segue us pretty well by saying something like red green uh, limited archetype is actually storm, which is a pretty strange limited archetype to have. Uh, okay. So you'll, we'll find some storm cards in the set and one of the big cards we're going to look at maybe next, maybe in a couple cards. I think, I think the one you're thinking of is two cards. You know what? I think oh, Sean is really good at his job. I bet he can put up the green legend that you're referring to <laughs> next thrasta tempests roar uh roar. cool we went a little bit out of order but you know what worth it for a 12 mana 10 and 2 green legendary creature dinosaur this spell costs three less for each other spell cast this turn it has trample it has haste it has trample over planeswalkers Thrasta Tempest Roar has Hexproof as long as it entered the battlefield this turn, and it's a 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, plus, it's got that sweet, sweet borderless treatment. Uh, Dan, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> Please explain. Right. Roar, indeed. Thrasta Tempest Roar, 12 mana. Not really 12 mana. Come on, this is modern. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, we wanted... A storm. So, like I said, the green, red, limited archetype storm. Not that like this mythic is going to play. You're not going to see it a ton, right, when you're drafting. Uh, but you will see it every once in a while. And if you do get the storm deck and you get this at the same time, wooey, that's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, modern has had various storm decks, but the payoffs are usually, you know, kill you instantly or make millions of goblins or whatever. Um, so this is something in a little different space where you don't need to storm the full, like, you know. 20 storm count to really play this you you can storm off like three or four cards and then you got a three mana seven seven trample haste trample again hexproof again <laughs> whatever um so uh yeah this this thing uh, his uh, the mana cost was all over the place um depending on you know what decks we could build that week that, that contained it the the cost reduction went from like two to four um it was always going to have haste and trample uh but yeah modern doesn't have like the maybe the best way to kill a lot of planeswalkers um so we thought it'd be pretty cute if this could trample over planeswalkers kind of in a similar uh it's doing a similar thing to questing beast in both word count and mm -hmm. the planeswalker interaction <laughs> um and then if you did all the work to play this cool dinosaur and it just got you know path to exile you'd be pretty sad so at least we are going to let you hit hit once with it right you can get hexproof the turn mm -hmm. it enters so it's kind of free reign to to seven them but also, we put Legendary on a lot of cards for a lot of reasons, right? If, like, they're Sweet and Commander, or um, they're just a character that we already have and really want to, you know, tell a story around. Uh, you know, Thrasta is, like, a new character we just kind of put in this spot. Uh, but playing uh, Legendary here actually more so was because we were having a lot of turns where you could play a couple of these in the same turn. Mm. Um, and that's a lot of damage. Uh, so, yeah, sort of as a development knob, we, we legendaryized this good old dinosaur. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so one a turn. I mean, that's, them answer it, that's a again. pretty pretty legendary dinosaur there. So I think I don't think anyone's going to blink twice at that. Um, all right. All right. Before you go on to the next thing, green, I don't mean to keep oh, interrupting yeah. you, but they're asking you me to, to pet, pet my dog, dogs. and I, they're just... <laughs> I, they won't stop. So there. Is this good enough? Sleeping. Okay. Sleeping. Let the dog sleep. Um, okay. Uh, next up, we have a red card. Uh, it is not a red green storm card, uh, but it is a fantastic rollback. So we have Flame Tongue Yearling. Flame Tongue Yearling. Two red mana for a two one. It's got multi kicker of two. Uh, Flame Tongue Yearling enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each time it was kicked. And when it enters the battlefield, it deals damage equal to its power to target creature. Uh, and we've got a sketch version there. So, uh, Dan, where, what's this callback to? Where did it come from? <laughs> yeah, like this is a Flame Tongue Cabu from my old set knowledge is so hard. Odyssey, uh, Plane Shift plane shift um yeah i'm just trying to do this off my head i should have wrote all this down beforehand but whatever uh so yeah <laughs> that was a four mana four two when it entered the battlefield you had to do four to a target creature um one of the and then the you know the initials for that ftk lasted through many 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 years and you know pretty much any creature that comes in to kill a thing we we've called a necrotol or an ftk for a long time so as mm -hmm. an inspiration here's here's 
a uh, a slightly smaller or slightly bigger flame tongue kavu variant. Uh, notably, still must target itself if you play it as the only creature on the battlefield. Uh, not something that we generally like to do, but with this particular callback, just just made sense. Um, usually, we would say up to one or an opponent's. Um, but this is a pretty strong card, especially in a limited two mana two one that does two when it enters. Uh, yeah, this is just a just a strong one. Uh, it's going to do three for yeah. four mana, and I can do the math for going further. Yeah, very cool. All right, next up. So we've we've seen a lot of uh, kind of spiky, powerful cards so far. This set's got some room for fun as well, and that includes some coin flipping. So next up, we have Yasri, Fortune's Flame. So this is a 2-3 flying, or a freet, or one, a blue, and a red. Uh, whenever, whenever Yasri, Fortune's Flame attacks, choose a number between one and five, flip that many coins. When you win a flip, you draw a card. When you lose a flip, you take two damage. If you win five flips this way, you may cast spells from your hand this turn without Paying their mana cost, and if you notice, the one on the far right is the bundle promo. Yeah, so coin flipping, huh, Dan? <laughs> like I said, there's a little something for everyone here. Uh, every card in the set needs to be like a 100% tournament viable option for everybody. Um, there's a lot of awesome, uh, just whether it's hitting on nostalgia, hitting on just like pleasant gameplay, really cool implementation of a thing. Um, yeah, some people like flipping coins. Uh, this, I'll let the cat out of the bag. There's somewhere between one and five coin flipping cards in the set. I hope that number's <laughs> right. It's probably right. Uh, and this actually, yeah, it, it isn't weak by any stretch. So three mana, two, three flying uh, is fine. And then attack trigger, you know, do the... If you pick five, which you should always pick five, of course, uh, you're, you'll of draw. Of course. Why two else or three is this cards. card in your deck? Yeah. Yeah, with a chance to cast them all for free. Uh, I have a cool story from. That's not. I don't know how cool it is, but this definitely happened in a draft when we were testing. Brian Howley, who at the time was the play design manager, was doing a draft with this. Picked it. It was like, of course, I'm going to play this. It looks awesome. Uh, plays it. Attacks. Chooses five. Takes ten dies on the swing back <laughs> but uh that's kind of the point like it still made a story right it still created this moment in magic where people mm -hmm. lost their minds flipped the table or you know no one flipped the table inside of the pit or anything but it was really fun to see um and it's only up from there <laughs> yeah and i'm sure no one ever is going to try to find any way to win all five flips with Kirkstone or anything like that Who definitely knows? not going to happen Who knows? All right, so that's it for the new cards that we have. We do have three reprints that we are going to go through. Uh, and we got about half an hour, so I expect that we're going to get to the Q&A section. So hold your questions for the time being. We are going to get to them when the, when the little ticker at the bottom says Q&A. That's when we're going to do the Q&A. Uh, and we'll just start throwing questions at, at Dan and go from there. Um, all right. So reprints, uh, the first reprint is a uh, card we get asked about reprinting a lot and with good reason. Very powerful card, uh, particularly in uh, Commander where uh, mono black decks are going to like this card. That's your hint. Everybody knows what it is now. Uh, so let's go ahead and just show off Cabal Coffers. So Cabal Coffers is a land that for two and tap, can add a black mana for each swamp you control. Uh, and then we've got the really, like, the gorgeous uh, Fire Favorite borderless version on the right there. Uh, Dan, talk about adding Cabal Coffers to the set. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that I haven't necessarily had the chance to see all the art for a lot of the uh, extra stuff, like especially the borderless thing. Uh, that's really cool. I love, I love seeing this. This is my first time seeing it, actually. So love seeing mm -hmm. that. Uh, I think that's the Mirari in the center, which is off to the right in the original. So I think it's the same mm -hmm. fault. But anyway, it looks gorgeous, as you say. Yeah, call, Modern Horizons is another chance for us to kind of do stuff um, that just has been, you know, wanted for a long, long time. Uh, 
because you know modern can be a little bit more powerful and we can have cards be a little bit you know pushing the edge a little bit more so coffers started um you know just like modern horizons one we wanted to do a reprint sheet horizon sort of definitionally starting to mean you know some new cards some old cards uh, all kind of new to format so i think uh yeah this was just a pretty obvious choice we vetted it pretty well played a bunch of mono black control decks a bunch of ramp decks um mm-hmm. you, know, you can you can use your uh, primeval titan to find this in another one or a new urborg um you're always going to play with urborg no matter what you're doing i think uh, mm-hmm. and then um yeah, it seemed it seemed seemed like a, a reasonable modern power level inclusion. So we kept it the whole time, and and yeah, so I'm excited to see what the the world does with it. Uh, are you going to great mm-hmm. urgent people? Or are you going to go up to Ulamog? I don't I don't know. I don't know what the right right path is. Hopefully, someone has some fun with it. Yeah, whatever they do, it's going to look real good. Um, okay, so for the last two cards, um, we've been holding a little something back for from all of you. Uh, there is an additional treatment that we haven't really talked about. It's it's not an additional treatment, but it's kind of an additional slot, I guess, is how to describe it. So uh, there are uh, a group of cards uh, available in collector boosters that are retro versions of Modern Horizons 1 favorites, if everybody follows all of that. We're going to show you two of them today. Um, so these ones are only available in collector boosters, uh, but Dan, what was the thinking before we show these off? What was the thinking behind including some modern horizons one favorites in the retro frame? Yeah, we kind of wanted to pull out all the stops with this set. So, you know, you saw some of the sketch cards earlier, you see some of these full bordered or borderless cards or alternate art cards. And also we've shown some of the old frame stuff for this set, which I think we introduced Mm -hmm. in like. It's a time spiral remastered. Well, clearly introduced mm-hmm. it millions of years ago, but brought it back for <laughs> time spiral remastered, and it's here. And we've chosen to include a swath of um, back by popular demand, I guess, uh, Modern Horizons ones cards, cards that uh, we called them just favorites, uh, stuff that mm-hmm. uh, people really got a kick out of the first time around, and yeah, the world could use some more of in a sweet old border uh, retro frame. Yeah. Well, let's look at the first one that we have today, which is Giver of Runes. So there's only one version of this, but you know her, you love her. It is a one mana, one, two core cleric creature that has the ability to tap. Another target creature you control gains protection from colorless or from the color of your choice until end of turn. So that uh, already in modern, this is just kind of a bonus little reprint that you can get in uh, collector boosters, and you know what? Let's just let's just give the second one to chat right now because these are these are not new cards. We know them, we love them. Here it is: Force of Negation in the retro frame. Start drooling now. I want twelve, please. Boom. Yeah. Just let people take that in for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Dan, without giving too much away, how, how would you say uh, the team went about selecting MH1 cards to get this treatment? Yeah, I think for the most part, it was just cards that have um, cards that have sort of proven themselves in the format. Uh, they, they were they were hits. Uh, they were doing cool stuff. They were indexed. Um, also, just kind of anything. I don't think it was just uh, relegated to that only. I think if it just looked <laughs> really cool in the frame, <laughs> I think we also took some stabs at the that direction as well. Uh, so a few different paths to get to be an MH1 retro frame inclusion. All right, cool. All right, so let's, um, so full previews start on Monday. That is when we will publish the uh, our normal collecting uh article that'll talk about where you can get everything but but dan real quick let's just go through each of the treatments and and talk uh, a little bit about what packs you can get them in so uh let's just start with the the general the retro frame modern horizons 2 cards so we saw those with like timeless dragon uh rishnan dock hand um where where can you get those treatments oh you're gonna quiz me on this thing okay so the retro frame i i have a a cheat sheet (laughs) 
there's there's a lot of treatments, right? Like we said, we pulled all those stops, and there's collector set and uh, draft boosters. So I believe the retro frame Modern Horizons two cards are available in collector boosters. Is that right? And oh, there are more. They, okay. they can be. Uh, yeah, there's more. We're looking at the same notes here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so these all can be found in all versions of boosters in regular or regular foil. The bonus that collector boosters have different, uh, they can have the foil etched treatment of the retro. So there's regular foil, there's foil etched. Um, collector boosters are the only place you can find the foil etched treatment, but both regular and regular foil can be found in the regular boosters. All right, I'll keep quizzing you, Dan. Okay, uh, okay, I'll be ready better, better this one. Uh, well, we said this one just a second ago. Retro Frame Modern Horizons 1 cards um, can only be found in collector boosters. That one's that one's easy. Sketch cards. Where can players get sketch cards? So these cards are in regular... All boosters, both foil and regular. Yes. All boosters, foil and regular, all wherever. Boosters. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> All right. How about the um, borderless full art card? So, like the Cabal coffers uh, that we saw. I believe these are also all boosters. Am I wrong? Uh, yes. Regular foil, all boosters. Regular and foil in all boosters for the borderless full art cards. Got it. Yeah. And then finally, Extended art rares. Where can you find extended art rares like we saw uh, with also like Timeless Dragon? So these should be exclusive to the collector boosters. Ding, and ding, you can ding. Get both regular and foil in that location. Yep. yep. That's like how we do it with most sets. The the extender arts are, are some of the little bonuses you get for the, the collector boosters. Okay. That gets us through all that stuff. Chat, now is the time. If you have questions for Dan, if you have questions for me, put them in there. Um, if you can tag it at magic, that'll sort of help me see things. Um, because Chad is moving real fast. Um, but yeah, if you have questions, stick them in there. We'll try to answer the ones that we can. Uh, some we, we aren't able to. Okay, so when do previews start? That was a question I saw. Um, Previews start on Monday. So we gave you a little little taste today with, with 12 cards, but they start in earnest on Monday the 24th. Uh, Dan, this is a question for you. Uh, what is your dog's name and how old are they? This is Mochi. Mochi is <laughs> about four years old. Right, Mochi? Yeah, say hi. He's just chilling. This is where he works. This is where he makes magic cards. <laughs> It's on the payroll. Nice. Um, here's a question. Have we seen what the foil etched look like in this set? Not yet. Um, we will be showing them off. Um, actually, I don't know if this is a regular foil. I have some of them. No, I don't. And I don't. I think that's a regular foil. Yeah, that's a regular foil. Um, we will be showing them off on a video on social media. So watch. Uh, our social media for that. We'll get those out there. Um, are we getting any Modern Horizons 2 lore? I can answer this one. Um, we're not. So um, it's, there, there's not, unlike a standard legal release, there's not like a story behind Modern Horizons 2. There is a lot of lore behind like who Dagon is or um, who some of these characters are. Uh, but we're not going to have any new stories for that. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Um, all right, here's a question for you, Dan. Is Merfolk going to be a fairly well-supported tribe in MH2? Yeah, uh, that's pretty... That was one of the things we would like to have in, uh, encouraged when we were making some of the cards. So uh, one of the strategies we employed to figure out you know, what cards we want to make was just find some cool decks in modern that maybe haven't shined too brightly recently and what kind of tools can mm -hmm. we give them to, you know, step their game up a little bit. Uh, so you saw the dock hand there, uh, Rosewater uh, appealed to your 
curious senses with a possible merfolk god, I believe, and uh, mm-hmm. who knows who knows what else is in there. But yes, yeah. yes that was definitely a, an interest in, an interest to us at the time. Great. Um, up, 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 uh, I saw a question that I wanted to ask, and that went away. Uh, well, here's an easy one, Dan. Of the cards we showed today, or the ones we showed at the debut, what was your what's your favorite card that's been previewed so far? My favorite card that's been previewed so far. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, I do like this the Thrasta Tempest Roar a lot. I played with that mm-hmm. one a good amount. Uh, like the Dragon, the Timeless Dragon, the Eternal Dragon callback is just so. I like. I feel like it's perfect almost. It's just it does the callback so well, and it's like mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty. It's it's strong. It's a strong card. Uh, I think it's gonna yeah. see some play. Um, you know, getting lands and making four fours. Nothing wrong with that. But I think yeah, yeah the 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 giant dinosaur is my my favorite card that y'all have seen <laughs> so far. Um, I'm gonna say I'm I'm also really partial to Timeless Dragon. That one gets me right right in the magic nostalgia button. Um, and then uh, Profane Tutor again, not necessarily because I I'm itching to play it in a specific deck or a specific place, but the Richard Kane Ferguson art with the uh, retro frame just again really brings me back to that era when i started playing magic um next question so can you show the eternalized token for timeless dragon um producer sean is sometimes magic i don't know if he can pull this up he'll let me know if he can and we'll come back to it if we're able to um let's see yeah, so he, he says he might be able to, but not just yet. Uh, can you show us more cards, blue. please? No. <laughs> uh, so we have a preview plan. If we started showing more cards, they would be other people's cards to preview. And we don't want to. We don't want to. Yeah. On Technically, by the rules um, of the game, tokens don't count as cards, though. True. So that is true. So we we can yeah, we can we see if we got a token. Um, can you go over any more of the limited architects? Absolutely. Yes, we can do that. So we've talked about red, green. We've talked about white, black. Um, what else? What else do we have, Dan? Yeah. Do you do? You, I, I don't know if we want to do the whole thing, but uh, let's see if I can go from yeah, you top know what? to do bottom. It. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Now. So blue, white is uh, affinity slash artifact matters stuff. So there's going to be some bunch of artifacts flying around. Make your big stuff cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then. Connected to that a little bit is red-white, which is auto, also Artifacts Matters, but a more aggressive, like, modular-type uh, build. Uh, so mm-hmm. you have some small modular creatures. Di- them dying is not a bad thing. They'll just keep powering up your next creature, and, you know, the train keeps going. Um, and then, let's see. I don't even know what order I'm doing this in. So I did blue-white, blue-white-red. Uh, <laughs> White green is plus one plus one counters matters. So the you know the red white stuff you just talked about with the modular works really well with the white green stuff. Uh, you know you can get paid for you know various mechanics through Magic's history that care about counters and all kind of not all of them but some of them making an appearance there to to let it happen in different ways. Uh, green white uh, so white black we already said it was the reanimator deck. Okay now I'll start with mm-hmm. blue. Uh, blue white blue black. Blue black is paying you for discarding cards. Modern likes to discard cards for lots of purposes. Uh, it works really well with the black white reanimator thing that's right next to it. And you know, if you've discarded a some number of cards in a turn, bonus or you know, discarding cards for value for costs of cards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, white, blue, blue, red. Blue red is delirium. Uh, so finding ways, Modern has a lot of cards with multiple cards type card types, whether they're like artifact creatures or enchantment creatures or, you know, some other multiple card types on cards. Uh, and then putting those in, you know, getting a couple of those in your graveyard and then getting paid by um, turning on extra effects on certain cards and creatures and stuff like that. Um, and also, again, like it, we try to make it so these like various uh, limited archetypes work really well with the ones next to them. So pretty clear that like the just guy wedge right if i care about artifacts and i care about delirium then i'm gonna have a lot of extra card types to toss in my graveyard so it works well with Mm -hmm. both red white and blue white um okay so blue 
black, blue, green, blue, red. I already did red, green. And then finally there's green, blue. Is that the last one? Um, sure. I'm sure Chad we'll was. Maybe, maybe I forgot one. Um, but green, blue is, uh, for lack of a better term, junk, uh, which means collect <laughs> okay. a bunch of random tokens. Uh, oh, we didn't do black, green. Collect a bunch of random tokens and do something with them. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Do you want me to say like certain token types that are in the set, or should I we leave that off off the table? Yeah, let's let's leave that to okay to, to later. Let's just say there's a higher number, the usual number of token types in the set. Um, mm -hmm. And I do have black, red, and green. Uh, black, green. So black, red is uh, madness. Um, so the blue black deck sort of paid you for discarding, and one of the ways you can get paid for discarding is madness. Uh, so it ties really well with the black red deck, but it's more of an aggressive slant. Um, you know, black, red, aggro slash discard stuff to play it for cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, and then black, green is sort of a um, cares also about tokens, but not necessarily having a bunch of them. Uh, it cares about using them as a sacrifice to like buffer, you know, buff some creatures and buff other effects. Uh, you can think like sacrifice a blank or blank to get an extra you know, kill a creature or kill something or gain life or, yeah. So use your tokens to get paid. Cool. Um, all right. All right, let's show, we got the eternalized token. Producer Sean is magic. Here we go. There it is. Oh, that's, that's really cool. Zombie yeah, dragon. Wow. It is blue. Well, mm. blue is bluely covered in Lazatep. <laughs> black yeah um cool all right a uh, couple other questions that i've got written down i am trying to keep up chat i'm missing so many questions though apologize in advance um how many modern horizons one cards uh are there i'm gonna, I'm gonna say we can say this do you know do you, that's that's quiz for you dan do you know off the top how of many head? modern horizon one wasn't cards are on that uh like the retro sheet thing yeah, the the ones that are only in collector boosters. Um, I I don't know if I know the answer to that. Off the okay, I know the answer, so I'll, I'll stop. Okay, great. It's forty. There are there are forty. For those of you playing along at home, um, and then there was a request on: Do the um, foils of the retro ones have the shooting star? The answer is yes. I actually have a foil um dock hand here so let me see if i can get that up there so you can see wow. the shooting star yeah so that is the the old the retro frame dock hand with the little shooting star at the bottom um there was another question about the watermark um the the question i saw talked about counterspell but we also saw it on bulk offers I'll show right here um what what does the watermark signify dan yeah it's uh gonna have a the reprints that are new to modern will have a watermark in their text box from the set they mm -hmm. first came from uh the set symbol of the set they first came from for the thing like counterspell there was no set symbol uh did we did we what did we put a planeswalker symbol on that one i can't remember how do we i know uh, we probably put uh, like we use the same as yeah it might have been the a we use the same as the um uh, 25th anniversary okay um, okay that makes sense one, yeah 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 all right um uh, people asking about where the various treatments are we kind of went over that a little bit earlier uh but if you really want the crunchy details stay tuned till monday uh that's when we'll have the collecting article and it'll lay out everything you need to know about where you can find every little bit um all the questions about are we going to have this mechanic or this mechanic or this mechanic um where if, if the answer is probably yes. There's a lot of mechanics in this set, but uh, you'll just have to stay tuned and see. Um, we talked about the limited, trying to catch up. Um, are there any cards with the actual storm mechanic in the set? You said it was an archetype. Uh, is it the actual mechanic or are we gonna see sort of uh, alternate versions of it like Thrasta. Yeah, so Storm's pretty scary, but uh, 
there, there are both. Uh, so there, yes, there are going to be new cards with the word storm, parentheses, if you, you know, copy this for each ability cast before it. And uh, mm -hmm. there'll also be other payoffs such like, like the Thrasta, where, you know, you cast a mm -hmm. certain number of spells in a turn, you get paid for that. So yeah. exciting. Yeah, it is. New storm cards, haven't seen those. Uh, we, we made one in Modern Horizons 1. We made the Gain Life uh, one. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Yep. What else we came up with this time? All right, I'm gonna try to ask one really like solid question before we go, and then we're gonna actually run through all of the previews again just to give everyone a recap. Uh, so I'm I'm searching for like that that question that really really gets to it. Um, oh, that's that's a good question. All right, uh, Dan, what was one of the greatest boons for working with the pros who helped in development? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I think, um, you know, working on the inside for a long time without taking a lot of outside feedback, you can get a little siloed or, uh, you know, um, you can bounce off each other just in some sense dangerous, to, but you can sometimes become an echo chamber. So having a bunch of fresh perspective from the outside world, people who've played real life modern, um, you know, very recently uh, was just the, the fresh perspective was probably the the best thing that was brought to the table i mean all all the people we work with are super super smart and talented um had great ideas mm -hmm. but um but yeah just 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 coming in with three people with brand new haven't ever seen any of this before fresh 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 um yeah that was really helpful great um cool so i want to leave time for us to go through all of the cards we previewed again real quick uh before we do that just a reminder that previews start in full on monday the 24th so that's where you'll start seeing previews around the internet uh if you want to know where previews are coming from and when uh there's an article on dailymtg.com called where to find modern horizons 2 previews which has links to all of the various outlets and people and whatnot that will be showing off cards and uh celebrating this wild wild set uh but to begin today let's let's go back through the 12 cards that we showed off i'm not going to read through all of them again but we had dacon shadow slayer which gets these three treatments the regular the uh borderless and the sketch with the sweet sweet richard kane ferguson uh, art we have timeless dragon uh the callback to eternal dragon uh, I also love that I, we didn't note this before, but it's got the grave, uh, it, the headstone in the upper left hand corner, like flashback yeah, cards used to have yeah. back in the day. Yeah, that's I, I enjoy that. Uh, then we have Rishanan Dockhand, the card that's making all the merfolk aficionados turn around and say, Ooh, you. Then we've got Grief. Yeah, yeah. Grief possibly it's it's definitely in the running for uh most powerful card that we previewed today a uh, lot of excitement i've seen in chat on on twitter uh, this, this card is is going to see quite a bit of play and it is part of a a cycle uh next up we have richard in ferguson's profane tutor has three different versions including the clearly superior retro frame you know enjoy what you want i love the retro frame with the richard King ferguson art but I'm old. Uh, then we have Unmarked Grave, the play on Entomb. That is slightly more fair. Uh, then we have Flame Tongue Yearling, the callback to Flame Tongue Avu. We've got Thrasta Tempest's Roar, a big, big dinosaur with many, many words on it. And then we've got Yasri. Fortune's Flame, coin flipping, also the bundle promo. And then in the reprints department, Cabal Coffers is back and black and looking really good. I, I really like that Fire Favorites version right there. Uh, and then two reprints from Modern Horizons 1 in the retro frame, Giver of Runes, and of course, Force of Negation. And just a reminder, those last two are available only in collector boosters. Uh, everything else is available in many, many 
places. But we're going to talk more about that on Monday. Um, thank you, Dan, for joining us and talking through so many cards. Uh, yeah, it's we been are going to be back Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to be back next week to talk more about Modern Horizons Two, preview more cards with Aaron Forsyth, who. Uh, came down from his lofty perch to actually work on this set, uh, which is fantastic. So he's going to talk through uh, a lot of what's going on in the set, preview some more cards. We'll have a good time. Um, and then the week after that, Brad Nelson and Sam Black will be joining us to talk about their experiences working on this set coming from outside the building and coming in with the pro player's mindset. So uh, thank you everyone for joining us today and we will see you next week.